fuck, I love the pull-out method. Hello everybody and welcome to Pill Talk, the latest podcast about sex, dating, and all that's in between. I'm Christy McManigle. And I'm Chelsea Langang. And today we're going to talk about how not to get pregnant. It is our birth control special. Yeehaw! Because, I don't know about Chelsea, but I'm young, I like to have sex, and I do not want to have a couple crying kids. I, I don't want to have crying kids, like, ever. Oh, are you one of those women that I just don't feel like having kids? I don't want to have kids. I think I might want to have kids eventually, but I'm going to forget to have kids. You might forget to have kids. No, I'm being dead fucking serious. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm gonna be one of those girls that, like, fo- yeah, I'm going to be so focused on getting money and doing okay at work that I'm going to forget to get married. I'm going to forget to have kids. I'm going to forget to have sex once in a while, too, probably. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't let that happen. No, that's no, really important for your I, health. I, I love lay dick too much. Lay dick. Lay dick. <laughs> we are going to start you guys off with the 20 different kinds of birth control that you can get right now. Woo! Woo, 20 different kinds. So we start with the, uh, the big A, abstinence. That's what so many people preach. And yes, it is an option. Just don't have sex, but... What if you like having orgasms? What if you like being with somebody? Then you try the other 19 options. So I'm going to list these off, and then Chelsea and I are going to elaborate on a couple of them, talk about our favorites, talk Mm -hmm. about which ones we've had experiences with, all that jazz. So the next one is the birth control sponge. This one's really rare, actually. This was common during Seinfeld. Do you know that TV show, Seinfeld? Yeah, I know that TV show. Do you know what episode I'm no, talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, there's an episode where <laughs> the sponge is being fuck. taken off the shelf in this episode, mm-hmm. and the girl freaks the fuck out and starts, like, calculating how much sponge she needs and keeps trying to, like, get, like, storage going or whatever. Mm-hmm. She starts, like, mass collecting. So these... I can't get pregnant. I can't get pregnant. So the sponge is barrier basically mm-hmm. you use it and you use it with spermicide it's not one of the most effective ones it's still kind of effective though that's why it's still kind of popular in some areas next we have the patch the patch is kind of like a smoker's patch you stick it on and it releases hormones over time and the hormones will counteract it'll basically prevent you from ovulating i believe yep and it's 91 percent effective 91 percent. not bad not bad yeah. you also have the vaginal ring the common name is the Nuva ring. It is a little, you know, it's a little rubbery, plasticky, soft ring that you kind of just insert. And you usually shouldn't be able to feel it if you're having intercourse. Mm-hmm. It goes to the very top of your vaginal canal and it releases hormones over time. Is that something that you put in yourself? Yeah, you can put it in yourself. Wow. Yeah, it's not hard at all. It's just, a, it's just a little plastic ring. I know, but then like, how do you just, how do you like know where it is where it needs to be? I think you just know. You just know? Yeah. That one's also 91% effective. Mm, 91's the magical number so far. You also have the pills. There are a lot of different kinds of pills, a lot of different formulas. There's just so many on the market. There's so many different companies that are making variations. So that one's pretty broad, and we won't go too deep into that. But it is a really common one that people use. You have to be super careful, though, because you have to take it every single day at the same time. If you delay it by a couple hours or days... It really messes up. It's no longer properly regulated, and you can easily get pregnant, actually, even if you miss a day or two. And then you're done goofed. You've done goofed. The next one is the birth control shot, also called Deeper Povera. I've heard nasty side effects about this one. Same. Somebody I knew, he was dating this girl, 
and this is my best friend in high school. He was dating this girl. She went on the shot because they were dating and starting to have sex, and she was having three-week-long periods, and she was in pain constantly. It was not good. That fucking sucks. Yeah, like, That's who, the worst thing ever. Who wants ever. a 21-day period? That's awful. Uh, no. How yeah. about no? I just don't want a period ever. Yeah, and the shot, you have to go get this done by a doctor. You, you cannot do this yourself. You go in, I believe, every three months, mm-hmm. and you get a shot in your ass. Something like that. Really? It's not in your arm? I thought it was your butt. I thought it was your arm. The next one on the list is the implant. The company name is called Nexplanin. Mm-hmm. And this was really common when Chelsea and I were in high school together. In senior year, all the same girls in the same group came in one day and they had bandages on their arms. And I thought they had gotten tattoos, actually, because I saw like a little gauze bandage. They'd all gotten the implant put into their arms. I heard that can be really fucking painful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the bruising's pretty bad sometimes. Plus, like, they're literally just shoving, like, what is it, like a needle up? Like, they're basically pushing it in with, it's like, a, a needle. It's a fat needle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've heard that one actually, like, has some pretty poor side effects, too. Yeah, the thing is, all the ones that we've talked about so far, um, except for the abstinence option, they're all hormonal. Yeah. And so whenever you, um, whenever you fluctuate your hormones, there can be really bad side effects. Yeah, there. Yeah, there can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, implant it goes in your upper arm, whichever side you prefer, towards your body, towards your yeah. chest, kind of on the inside where that really soft tissue is, which sounds really painful to me. And it's weird. You can feel it underneath the skin if you know if you press yeah, on you it. Did, oh my god! You. Ugh, it was. God. It was. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because we had that one friend that had it, and like she would always be like, "You want to touch it?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> get that away from me." Yeah. And so with this one. I believe it stops your period, the implant. Yeah, it does. Eventually it will. A lot of the hormonal-based birth controls will stop your period. It just stops it completely. It just just stops it completely, or depending on which hormones are in there, it will help regulate them, Mm -hmm. help regulate your period. I don't know. Because I'm from this Asian culture, we don't usually choose birth control options that stop our period. It's very interesting. My mom, she's very traditional- She's kind of superstitious. She still believes in having me drink these, like, herbal teas made from God knows what whenever I have a cold. My mom's always like, you know, if you're going to get birth control, like, don't get something that fucks your period. Because for the Asian culture that we're from, the idea of having your period is very cleansing. To, like, just get rid of all that and flush it out and, like, start new. It's very important. And the idea that you stop your menstrual cycle, it seems unnatural to keep that within your body for such a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, Interesting. That's like that's how my mom and grandma have always like raised me, and also I maybe it's from them as well, or just my own personal beliefs. I'm the same way. I like the idea of having like a regular period. It's kind of calming almost, just to know what's going on. I'm someone who likes a schedule. Chelsea's seen me in the summer where we don't have school. I go nuts because I don't have a schedule. Except for her period. Basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and I'm a clock. I'm every 28 days and six hours. Holy shit, you have it down to the hour? Yeah, it's every six to hours. To the hour. Every six oh hours. Yep, I know exactly. God. There are, there are two times the day where it starts. I don't even know. My body's so messed up right now. It doesn't know anything. <laughs> we move away from the hormonal ones, and we have our first non-hormonal one, the female condom, a.k.a. the trash bag, basically. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it is. It's like It's like this big. Okay, hold on. No one can see your hands. Okay, so what it is? It's oh, a cup. It's shit. an, okay, it's an so inch it's a, or two in diameter. Yeah. Well, so you I was have. Just you. It's like it's like a tube sock. You have a ring and then another ring. Oh God, it's like a tube sock. Okay, you have two <laughs> rings, two plastic rings, and then you have your condom-like material that holds it together. So you have a tube, 
and then one end is blocked off like a condom. It's a condom with a structure. It, that's honestly one of the best ways to describe Don't it. Condoms already have structure, though. Kind of, but this is like more rigid and huge. And it's it's it's, it's literally a it's cylinder. It's like Magnum X, XXL. Yeah. So the, the thing about the female condom is that it's really big because it tries to cover up the entire labia and all that. Because it's a condom that women wear, and then men are the ones that are naked in this case. I don't like. I've never used one of those, and I've never thought of it because I think they just look so dumb. So I don't. They're they're hard to insert. It's like putting in a new ring, but with baggage. <clears throat> Literally, yeah, baggage. So you put the barricaded end inside you, and then you have like basically like all this dressing hanging out of you, and like, and then you use it to like wrap around your labia. I don't like. I don't like it's, that. I read an essay where this girl, she's a sex columnist. She made her husband fuck her while she wore one, just to say that she did it and talk about it. And the man didn't enjoy it. He's like, I'm, I'm having sex with like a trash bag. It's, it's not natural. It doesn't feel quite the same. Because there's, there's all this movement and just it's very weird. And she didn't enjoy it. She didn't have much sensation from it. And she just felt so weird afterwards that she just didn't enjoy the entire sexual experience. I bet it made a weird noise. Like, like, I bet it made, like, a crinkly noise. Like, like having sex? Like a crinkly wet noise. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can imagine that. There's also a way to prevent birth control through breastfeeding, which is oh something... Oh, my God. Have you heard of this one before? Yes, I have. Uh, Do you want to talk about no, it? No, I don't want to talk about it. Sure? No, I don't, because I don't know how to really explain it. Do you know how to explain it? No. <laughs> That's why you wanted me to do it. <laughs> so, the... Really, really scientific name for this one is called the lactational amoria method. And so this is only used by women who give birth, obviously, because you're breastfeeding. In a last up to six months after giving birth, it's technically natural and convenient. And so the gist of it is, if you breastfeed, you won't get pregnant. Yeah, because uh, your bodily, your body, your bodily, your body just naturally stops ovulating and then you can't get pregnant if you don't ovulate that's what's going on yeah which i mean like i'm like i'm one of those women that are like i'm all for breastfeeding like i think women should be breastfeeding their children i think you can do it you should do it wherever whenever because breastfeeding is so important yeah fuck those people that like get really uncomfortable about breastfeeding in public you gotta do what you gotta do well what i'm saying is women who refuse to breastfeed their children for the sake of their own bodies those arguments don't make sense to me because you've already sacrificed your body once to have a child it's such a natural thing it's okay like if your nipples stretch out or like your breasts are more saggy afterwards that's a natural course of life and there and there's just yeah and then also there's also ways that you can like help tighten those areas up oh, after definitely. going through those different situations yeah and also the antibodies are so important for babies they're so important and you're not giving them to your kids i'm sorry if you do believe that you're that you don't want to breastfeed your kid but i disagree with you that's just my opinion also, just like the whole idea of going back to like people just being uh, grossed out by breastfeeding, mm-hmm. it's like that's just a body. Like boobs are made for that. They're... I mean, if somebody like flips through National Geographic and they see somebody breastfeeding, they see a mother breastfeeding their child in third world country. No one's gonna get grossed out by that because they're like, oh yeah, like what else would you expect? What's the difference? What the fuck? What is the difference? What the fuck? I have heard a lot of arguments about the whole breastfeeding for birth control thing a lot of women are like how dare you like continuously breastfeed your child for your own benefit 
aren't you supposed to technically breastfeed for your child up to like nine months? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're already doing that, why not? Yeah. Why not use it to your advantage? As somebody who's obviously never given birth, I don't really have, I'm not allowed to put too much into this argument. That's true. Just because I haven't had the same experiences, but I'm just like, you know, whatever, like. Let them live. Let, yeah. Let, like, let them do them. Same thing with breastfeeding. Like, just let them do them. You do you, boo. Mm-hmm. So after breastfeeding, you have the cervical cap or the fem cap. And this is just another barrier method that you mm. use with spermicide, all that. And then after that, we also have the, to kind of go along more with abstinence, the beguet, we also have outer course. Not inner course. No, not inner course. Outer course. It literally is outer course. <laughs> I bet all of you are wondering, wow, what is outer course? Well, it's sexual activities that do not involve vaginal sex. So... Up the butt? Up the butt. Is it? Yeah, it's oh, up the, oh, it's up I the butt. Oh, I was kidding. I was it's kidding. It's up the butt. It's uh, dry humping. It's just uh, playing with your partner. Oh, yeah. right. So it's so it's anal sex. It can also be oral. Um, hand jobs. Hand jobs. Just playing with each other. I guess like you could do like a sweet 69. Oh, I have issues with 69. Whoa, first. why? I don't like it. Why? I just, it's not my thing. Oh, when you 69, do you do it where you're on top of him, or he's on top of you, or you're both on your side? Oh, on top. I'm on top. You're on top? Okay. I've done it all three ways. I still never enjoyed it. Hmm. Is it because you're too focused on the work that you're doing to, like, actually enjoy yourself? You know, maybe it's just because I haven't gotten any good head yet. <laughs> I can't relate. Like, my partners have always been willing to go down on me, thank the Lord, but afterwards I'm just like, you know... I'd rather be stretched out right now. I'd rather just be like, I'd rather just have a good dick. I'd rather just be full. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. When it comes to like the clit, I feel like fingers do a better job than tongues. Is because uh, I feel like, so the thing about like clit sensation is like the thing that really gets me is the pressure. Mm -hmm. Is like the pressure of like pushing down and like rubbing. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like tongues can kind of do that. But at the same time, they can't. Because, like, even though it is, like, it is a muscle, you can't just, like, you can't, like, take part of your tongue and then, your like, bend it. Your tongue's not as dexterous. Like, oh, yeah, as, like, ooh. It's just a muscle. You can't really, doesn't have, you know, as much skill. Fine, it doesn't have as much fine-tuning motor think, skills. Do you think, like, the people that have their tongues cut in half um, <gasps> could do it better? We'll find out. What do you mean we'll find out? I'm sh- we'll find out. I'm We're sure we'll find out. I, I'm sure I'm sh- We're going to put out a survey? Anyone? No, with, no, anyone I with mean, tongues? oh yeah, like email us if you have a split tongue. I'd love to know. I'd love to see some or, photos. Always look it up online. Or or uh, email us if you have been eaten out with a split tongue and you want to share all your stories. Fuck yeah. Damn. I want to know. Now I, I want to really know. I really want to know, dude. Too bad you're in a relationship. Hey, 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 hey. I get great head in my relationship, though. Oh. So. Aw, <sighs> oh, Christine. <laughs> Christine's still single. Chelsea's not. You know, I had this conversation with my roommate last night, and we're just going over the men I've gone on dates with and virtually dated this past school year mm-hmm. and summer. It's a long list. Some names I forgot. I, I had forgotten. It that's, that's not good. But I was going through this entire list, and I'm just like, She's like, Christine, what's going on? Like, I've had so many first dates. And then I'm like, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But also, if I really, really wanted to settle down, I probably would have. That's a good point. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, if I really, really wanted to date any of those men, 
I would have made sure something had happened or I would have been more aggressive or more upfront. Some of the men that I was interested in, I never told them. That was a personal choice of mine. It'll happen. It'll it'll happen. Mm-hmm. It'll happen when it happens. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Find a sweet man with a split tongue. <laughs> Maybe there'll be an option on a dating app. Just be like, does he have a split tongue? <laughs> Click oh, yes. Oh, fuck. No, can you just uh, change your Tinder bio to looking for split tongue? Please. please I haven't right. opened my Tinder in three weeks. What? Right? Damn. Yeah, well, what happened is I matched with one of my coworkers. I just stopped using the app after that. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Damn. Damn, yeah. damn, 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 damn. All right, what's next? Next, we have the vasectomy. Snip, oh, snip. Oh, yeah. Snip, snip, bitches. So what this is is a surgery for men, and it is it technically can be reversible, but not very effective once reversed. And so basically, you go through surgery. It's an outpatient procedure, which means you can go home that day after you have your surgery, and they make a really small incision along your pubic area, and they pull out a tube, and they snip it. They tie your tubes. I believe it is the vas deferens that they cut. Ladies can also have that. That's on the list, too. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, so this case says that it's a permanent birth control for men, which I think is a better statement because I've seen people say, oh, yeah, like, I can, you can get it reversed if you want to. Very, very unlikely. The tubes are so fragile. I don't see this happening. Just when, if you're thinking or contemplating something like that, just think about... You have to be damn um, like, sure. Yeah, you have to be damn sure that you are done and just no no more no more little babies. Yeah, so when men have a surgery, it's because either they have a very severe medical mm-hmm. mutation that they don't want to pass on, like Huntington's disease. Because like that disease, your children have a fifty percent chance of receiving it and it's very very awful, very short lifespan. That and you can also pass it to them for being carriers too. Exactly. Which is so yeah. fucked. Yeah. And then also like just you know, families that have had too many children or they know that they no longer want more children or they never want to have children, it's a good, it's another option. Usually, I find that men in very serious relationships or very long-term relationships are the ones that get this option. Yeah, and also when, it's also used when families do have too many kids and the specific reason is because birth control is not effective for the woman mm-hmm. in the relationship and then that is the basically one of the only options yeah. for them. So, if you don't want to get your man's tubes tied, you can also get a diaphragm. Diaphragms are a little bit old school. They're more common in the 90s and early 2000s. They are still an option to be purchased today. It is not the muscle in your chest that helps you breathe. That's also called a diaphragm. What this is, it's a barrier method for women, and it's kind of like a little, those like little caps that you used to play with all the time. You like flip them and they flip up. Yeah, the things that scare the shit out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it hinky pucks or whatever? What are those called? I don't know what they're actually called. Does anyone know what they're actually called? No, but you know what I'm talking about. No, I know. The thing, okay, so Christine's trying to talk about the thing that you like flip inside out and you set it on a table and then it goes. Yeah, and it pops up up in the air. Yeah, Yeah, those those remind me of that. They just do. I don't know why. They don't quite look like that. Diaphragms are a little flatter, actually. Won't pop up in your pussy. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but what it is is that you use spermicide. You, I believe, you put spermicide in it. You pop it in. You have sex. You really carefully take it out. Spermicide again. Good to go. Not super effective. It's probably I think like ninety one percent or something like that. Eighty eight percent effective. Eighty eight percent effective. Fuck. So yeah. So it's not super fantastic. You don't need a prescription or anything like that, and they last for up to two years. You buy it once. You should replace it every once in a while, though. Damn. 
Mm -hmm. Damn, is that, is that something you can buy over the counter? Yeah? I believe so, wow. yeah. I remember, I don't know why, I remember watching a movie and diaphragms were really popular back when there were still like a lot of like female colleges and they had curfews. So what's, what's that time era? 40s? Damn. I wonder, yeah, that's like 30s and like I would want to say like 30s, maybe like late 30s. 30s is depression. I want to say like late 30s though. I want to say it from 40s to 60s. I feel like that's a solid time era. That's just a solid time era. If you don't have access to fun tools or anything like that, there's also one that I really don't want to recommend, but it is an option. It is called Fertility Awareness Methods, and this is keeping track of a calendar. You keep track of when you ovulate and when your period is, and you have sex on safe days. It is really not safe. Oh, here's the thing with a lot of these methods. You're also technically having unprotected sex because the man isn't covered, which means STI, STD rates are very high, especially like if, you know, you don't know if he's been tested or not. The condoms, one of the few ways, the female condoms in the condom are one of the few ways to actually have good preventative STDs measures. With this method, you abstain for basically like red zones. And so those are <laughs> those are areas where you could be pregnant or you could get pregnant and it's when you ovulate or when you're fertile. And then once your ovulation cycle, once you're done ovulating, then it's okay to have sex, supposedly. It's really hard to figure out when you ovulate. You have to usually go to a doctor and get tested for it and figure out when. Also, not all women's cycles are super regular enough for this. For me, I do know when I ovulate each month because I've been keeping track of my cycle for years on end and is very regular now. Also, ways they can tell when you're ovulating is sometimes you feel pains or cramps from your ovary releasing an egg. So I always have like a dull pain in the, my lower back around the time I'm ovulating. Your vaginal discharge also changes a little bit. Mm. It becomes mucusy, like egg whites, kind of like when you are aroused, but way thicker, like really like thick with lots of C's. Yeah, no, it, no, it's because it becomes super mucusy in order to trap sperm. Mm. Biology wants us to get pregnant because apparently successful organisms have offspring. I think successful organisms just have orgasms, but that's just me. God damn it. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so for our next form of birth control, we do have the very well-known pull-out method. Every guy, ladies, every guy that you've ever been with always says, I'm the best at this. This is what I was made for. This method right here! So, uh, the pull-out method is, it's also called withdrawal. It's literally what it is when, uh, while you're having sex right before, uh, the man is about to orgasm, he'll pull out and most likely will just splooge all over you. It's just what happens. And the thing about this is that when some men pull out, they don't even pull out, like, all the way they need out. They pull out all the way. Yeah. Or else it's not effective. Some men, like, fuck up and they're coming all over your labia. And that's still so dangerous. That's so close to everything. Mm -hmm. That's everything right there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the pull-out method is actually only 78% effective um, from preventing pregnancy. Yeah, so a lot of people, what a lot of people do, actually, is they combine the pull-out method with tracking your cycle. And the two together <laughs> don't improve your odds that much, but that's yeah. what a lot of people do. But yeah, it's just, it mostly used if like, well, A, you don't have access to... B, you're fucking your cousin because you live in the South. 
Way to bring up Nebraska like that. Holy shit. Nebraska's not even the South. Dude, yeah, but have you seen those memes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, do you want to hear a really bad joke? Always. How does a Southern father... Stop! How does a Southern father know that his daughter is now a woman and has gone through puberty? I don't know how. When his son's dick starts tasting funny. My dad told me that joke. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's, a, that's a bad one. Yeah, I'm not acknowledging that joke. Um, <laughs> that's probably good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the pull-out method mostly happens for like... Never mind, I'm not going to say that because that's not true because I don't... I also use the pull-out. I was about to say, like, I feel like it's mostly used for like hookups or... In, I feel like hookups, you're, you're going to use a damn condom. I don't know. I feel like a lot of hookup, like a lot of people I've heard. STDs. I know, but I feel like a lot of people don't give a shit, which is really sad. You know, those idiots, <clears throat> those idiots, like, once you get herpes, you're not going back. <laughs> once you get her- Yeah, like, I, I can't say that because of, like, my own experiences because I've never had just, like, a random hookup, but I feel like... Or at least I feel like in, like, media or, like, what I hear from people, um, not you, who use Tinder, just, like, different, like, hookup, like, websites and stuff like that, they, a lot of the times, will just use the pull-out method. Or they will use a condom. You never know. But, yeah, I like the pull-out method, but... I have used it, only had, like, two condoms left, and we broke them. Damn. Yeah. I only let my partner use the pull-out method because we've been dating for... A really long time, multiple years. I trusted him. I knew that he was STD free, and also I had known that I had was done ovulating, so I was less worried. But then I still went and got the morning after pill afterwards. Wow, really? Yeah, because I'm just I'd care. Hmm. And also, the school that Chelsea and I went to offered this for free. free. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. So the morning after pill is another option, emergency contraception. You should not take it as contraception. No, no, no. It is that fucks up your body so much. It's for emergency contraception. So if your condom broke, something happened, if you got raped, go get the morning after pill. It's uh, you can use it up to five days. Yeah, you can use it up to five days. Use it as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Like, if you use it as soon as possible, that is when it's the most effective. Yeah, Yeah, I've had to use that um, two different times. Yeah, I I had to use it twice. My body, like, felt so weird for, like, for a few weeks Mm -hmm. after taking that. Um, It messes with your cycle, too. You can have early spotting. It changes mm -hmm. your discharge. There's so many hormones in your body that it just, your body will change a little bit, and it also mimics the same symptoms you can get while you're pregnant. Yeah, and then like we'll freak you out. Like, it, oh, yeah, hey, it'll, I'm it'll cause you. It'll cause you. You'll yeah, freak that out. To me. <laughs> yeah. What are we up to next? Trusty old condoms mm. available at your hall health and, and Bartels. In Bartels, QFC everywhere. Yeah, well, there's free ones on campus. There's free ones at hospitals. Which you is know, really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, condoms are important. Like Christine said earlier, they um, help protect from STIs, STDs. Mm-hmm. Um, the only condoms that don't prevent that are lambskin condoms. Yeah, that really sucks for you. You would latex. only, yeah, you would only use those if you're allergic to latex. Yeah, that's that's really fucking rough. Yep. And in that, and in that case, you should. At that point, I feel like you should have already like added a different form of contraception to your life. Yeah. But yeah, condoms—they're a little weird. Guys have told me before, like it feels like having a sweaty sock on your dick. Really? Which I, yeah, which I can understand. Like, well, especially like after sex, like you know, like you're all like hot and bothered and like everything's a little dripping and like <laughs> it's just warm 
And it's also kind of just like masking everything a little bit. Yep. In its own way. Yeah, I've heard like it does dull the sensation a it little does. bit. No, for but, me, it I mean, doesn't. men can still get off, obviously. Uh, I haven't had somebody not been able to get off because he was wearing a condom. Because mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, I, can't, I won't be able to orgasm without a, with a condom on. That's bullshit. That's actually bullshit. You are not special. <laughs> you are not special. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's true. And condoms, they come in fun colors and textures. And they have different lubricants. Fire nice, baby. And you can get a glow-in-the-dark one. And then just like sit there in pitch black and watch your partner's dick come at you. How magical come is that? You. Oh my fucking god. You know Literally what I come mean. At you. you know what I mean. Literally come at you. Come at me, bro. Oh my fucking god, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many different kinds of condoms. So many. Like uh, recently I tried the um the Trojan Nirvana sensations. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh la la. Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty nice. If anyone knows me, I have a special box in my room. You'll know the box when you see it, and there is the Trojan Pleasure Pack in that one. Yeah, that one's really good because mm-hmm. you have your full variety of everything that you would ever want. Yep. And we have two more birth control methods left, and then we're done with that. And the next two are the sterilization of women, which is tying your fallopian tubes. Another permanent form of birth control, you can't reverse it. The fallopian tube, so when women ovulate, your ovary will release an egg, and then it goes down your fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. If you cut your tubes, that's it. They're not going anywhere. You're They're not going so. to your uterus. That, Sperm won't be able to meet it. It's not reversible, yes or no? No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't think so. For women that just don't want to get pregnant whatsoever, this is an option. Is that also an outpatient procedure? I believe so, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make very small incisions. Nice. Hmm? The last one's my favorite. It is the IUD. There are two kinds of IUDs. There's a copper one and there is a hormonal one. The copper one, it is not hormonal. The copper is a natural spermicide, but the only side effect of this one is that you'd have increased periods. Like the flow is increased. But it's also the most effective form of birth control. 99.99%. Besides abstinence. Yeah. Or outer course. <laughs> I feel like outer course has issues. Hmm. Why? Like, semen gets everywhere. You're so right. Let's just be honest. I got some of my hair the other day. Have you ever got one in the eye? No, dude. Nephew? Yeah. I had a hard time seeing the rest of the day. That fucking sucks. Because he ejaculated into my eye. And so it hurt my eye. Like, it bruised a little bit. And then I had come in it. God damn, you sound like a fucking porn star. Speaking of porn stars, there's a girl from our high, our high school that became a porn star. I'm sorry, that's really beside the point. I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> from our grade? Uh, from a grade below us. Who is it? I'm not telling you over this. Just imagine what it'd be like to be a porn star. She's so white. I bet she doesn't even need to bleach her asshole. Okay, we were talking about IUDs. Hormonal IUD. You were talking about that one. No, I was talking about copper IUDs. Well, well, we finished that one. Did we? Yeah, I talked about how it increases your period. I mean, like, for me, like, I think that having... Oh, and then it lasts for 10 years. Yeah, it lasts forever. 10 years, but... Okay, so they say it lasts for 10 years, but uh, studies have proven that it can actually last up to 12. Okay. 
yeah, and the only like real side effect besides like a heavier flow, also the possibility of the IUD. This is also a thing with IUDs of it going through your cervical wall. It has happened in rare cases. Rare, really, really rare cases, or um, in some ways, your body can also reject it. I've heard there was this, there's this girl that goes to my school where uh, after she got it inserted in the first like few days, her body actually started having contractions like you do when you're about to have a baby. And then um, she basically had the IUD as a baby. She basically bursted out the IUD. Ouch. Yeah, so those are some really rare cases that can happen. Also, the insertion process can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Outpatient procedure, they spray the cervix to numb it, and they kind of just pop it in there. It sounds uncomfortable because you have to, like, push it through. It sounds really, I'm sorry, it does sound uncomfortable, but the payoff is... Yeah, that sounds really uncomfortable to me because I have to get one of those soon, so... Yeah, Chelsea here is switching her birth control methods. Yeah, I uh, had a really fucked up case. I was taking Sprintec, which is a kind of birth control pill that you can take. And I had been taking it since May-ish, April, April-ish May. Mm -hmm. For the past like months, I've been feeling like really, really down and very like antisocial and just like a bunch of other side effects that my doctor didn't explain to me that could be a possibility because of the birth control. It was like getting to the point where I was just getting like really, really fed up with it. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I was, I was sitting down eating gyros with my boo thing, with my boyfriends. <laughs> like we were talking about like all the different things that we could be going on that I was like, oh wait, what about this? And then we like looked it up and it was like side effects of Sprintec, depression. Feeling empty inside. Loss of motivation. Everything uh, Chelsea had been going through. Literally everything I had been feeling was because of this fucking birth control. And yeah, it caused me not to be pregnant, which is pretty fucking lit. But it also caused me to not feel like me, which I wasn't really into. So I stopped taking that. And now I'm most likely going to be getting a copper IUD because of it was the hormones in the birth control that were causing me to be like that. But I'm feeling a lot better now. Fantastic. I'm back, bitches. So yeah, it's like with birth control... You may have to go through multiple options to figure out what's best for you. And if you're in a committed relationship, even though it is your body, you should still have a conversation with your partner. Yes. That's still important because he or she should be aware of what you're going to be going on. Just so, A, they're aware in case something happens. But also, I don't know, like, it may affect them too in some way. So it's yeah. totally good to have a talk. So I currently am not on birth control. I've also haven't had sex in five ever. <sighs> But in my last relationship, I started talking to him. This is the total trash one that I keep coming back to. Fucking dick. He and I were talking about what kind of birth control methods I would want to go on. And I was like, you know, I do want to get a copper IUD eventually. You have to be examined for it first, and then you get it sometime later. And I was totally, like, down for the idea of having copper IUD and all that. But, you know, school happened, and... I didn't have time on my schedule to cave out enough time to go to a clinic and go talk to a doctor because it takes a lot of time of your day to actually just have the appointment, you know, go to the waiting room, get all that done. And I actually went, I actually made it to a clinic and they actually just didn't offer the IUD at that clinic because they, they needed more equipment than they had. This particular clinic had lost some of its funding. So I was like, okay, totally mm -hmm. makes sense. And so I was on my way to finding another place to do it, but then, you know, just got sidetracked and... He and I weren't having that much sex, and we were always using condoms. I didn't feel super pressured at the moment, just because we were having sex maybe once or twice a month. It's not often enough for me to be super worried. 
And I remember, he, um, he, instead of talking to me that he was concerned, he just went and talked to his mom instead. Oh my fucking god, I remember this. <clears throat> oh my fucking god, this makes me so mad. So, one day, I'm hanging out with his family, and his mom pulled me aside, and she's like, she's like, honey, so, I heard that you were having trouble getting an IUD, and I just want to tell you that I'd be totally willing to pay for it. I'm just like, money was never the issue. IUDs also are a little bit expensive. You should be aware of, of cost when looking into birth control, because some methods are more affordable than others. Mm-hmm. The IUD is one of the more expensive ones, but it lasts for a long time. Also, I'm more than certain on different forms of insurance that they will fully cover it or at least co-pay mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. She's like, you know, my son and I are really concerned. And I'm just like, your son and you are concerned. Your son and I should be concerned. This is a conversation that we should have had. And I was really upset with him because, A, he didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to me about this. And, B, he went and disclosed our sexual relationship to his mother with, without my consent which is another issue I found out later on. He had been telling his mother everything that we had ever done, every sexual thing we'd ever done. That makes me so uncomfortable. I was so freaked out. I, I died. I never went back to their house after that. He and I ended up breaking up like a month later, thank God, but I couldn't keep going back to the house. So I was like, oh my God. He told her like what kind of sex we were having, how often, where. So she knew that I fucked him on his bed in their house. I don't want... That, that freaks me out. That literally freaks me out. I fucking hate that. But also, like, his parents are fucking nuts. Like, Wait. the example that he was given about, like, my parents have sex every single day. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Having sex every single day sounds fucking great to me, but there's some fucking days where you're just like... Yeah, I, I think his mom kind of played out. She wanted this idea, or she wanted to give him this idea that... They had this really, really perfect marriage, which it was in no way perfect. No, 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 no. And she's like, you know, we have sex all the time. It's so fantastic. Even, like, his dad has to deal with a lot of clients. And even, like, I remember once we were all at dinner with one of the clients, and she was just talking about humping his dad. I'm just like, holy fuck. That is not appropriate. And then she's laughing, and he's kind of giggling, and... Even though the client kind of played it off, I was like, you know, he's probably thinking, who the fuck are these people? Fucking crazy. Fucking literally, actually, though. Yeah, so, like, I was just so upset that I was like, you went and talked to her about the fact that I hadn't gotten an IUD yet. And you were mad at me because I didn't have time to go to a clinic yet. And that's, it's like, it was this whole passive aggressive thing. The reason why I didn't have time to go to a clinic is because I had a job. And that job is at this newspaper that we work at, that we publish out of the daily. And I love my job here. Also, you were taking a stupid amount of credits last I was taking 18, I was taking 18 STEM credits that quarter. And I was going nuts. And so he was punishing me for the course that I was taking. He was punishing me for the fact that I had this job. He didn't want me to apply for the daily. He didn't want me to take on this column. He hated everything about it. I fucking hate him. He said that, like, it was going to ruin our relationship. It only ruined our relationship. It only affected our relationship because he allowed it to. I just hate that. Like, you have to, you know what, you know what I don't like? He was, he chose not to be supportive. And and in the end, that hurt the relationship rather than me going and getting a job and doing something that I want to get a career in. Yeah, it just, just, like, pissed me off so much because of uh, the fact that, he, it's like he couldn't have a separate life outside of you. He didn't. I know, and which is fucking ridiculous because, like, what kind of relationship is that if, like, you're just 
constantly like well that's the relationship that he saw with his parents his yeah, mother fucking terrible his mother was completely financially dependent on his father she had no college degree she had no education whatsoever in order to take care of herself and the fact that the fact that her husband had the power of money over her kept her in place is there and so like that's the thing when she and her husband were having marital issues when their son was a child she went and shacked up with this other rich guy because that's the only thing that she could have done. She couldn't leave her husband and be by herself. She had to leave her husband and find another man to take care of her. It's a fucking sad life. And she always said, you know, my goal in life is to be a trophy wife and I enjoy that. Personally, I can't see how you enjoy that because in order to be a trophy wife, you have to have given up so much of your power. Also, basically your whole life. Basically, and I don't know. I think some women can make the argument that being a trophy wife is empowering it's only empowering the fact that you, if you were much younger and you can hold sexual power over somebody in that way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it didn't. It, she has no power whatsoever. Her husband controlled her in all aspects. And my, my ex expected the same from me. Huh. If anyone knows Christine, she's a strong and independent woman. I, I talked about this. I plan on having a career when I grow up. And, and yeah, I may forget to get married or have kids. That can happen. Hopefully it doesn't. But there's nothing wrong with having a career. And with in, in that relationship, he talked. He's, and we, he talked about everything. He's like, you know, I'm going to take care of us. I'm going to work for my father. And his father made prosthetics. That does bring in money. It is a good paying job. And he's like, I'm going to be able to take care of us. You'll never have to work. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, I, I actually wouldn't want to work. It's like, no, you will never have to work. And then it was more of a command rather than like, oh, I got you, boo. It was like, you're not going to work. Because if I work, I have the power to have money and leave. I have a life outside of him. That only shows that he's a complete shit person and not somebody that you can actually be in a relationship with. The fact that you're so insecure and you have so few good qualities by yourself that you have to control somebody in order for them to be with you shows that, that you don't have anything good to offer. So the gist of this very, very long side tangent is the fact that you should have a partner that feel comfortable talking about these things. Birth control is actually kind of serious. It's not just some random thing that you take. It affects your lifestyle. It is a lifestyle choice to prevent yourself being pregnant and to actually give yourself the power to have sex when you feel like it without any worries. That's kind of powerful. That's something that you should talk with your partner about. Yeah. Also, it's not just something that impacts you. It impacts them. Yep, definitely. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Pill Talk with Chrissy McManigal and Chelsea Langang. Next week, we will be doing our condom extravaganza. Flavors, textures, colors, everything. You know it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have too much sex, and we're going to dish it out for you guys. Hell yeah, we are. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, recommendations for condoms, please email us at podcast at dailyudub.com. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Hasta luego. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Dub. I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. 
So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it? For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.